to the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. I am Danny Smith alongside Ben South, and as always, we're excited to join you this week and hope to encourage you with talk about life and ministry. Ben, how's it going today? It's good, Danny. Man, we are just living life and just going through looking for ways to serve. And, you know, we're past the Labor Day holiday, so it feels like fall is starting oh, to uh, be here in earnest. And we are just kind of trudging along. The rest of our ministries start up this next week, and so we're right in the middle of finishing up all those last-minute details to get all the ministries up and going for this fall. So, Yeah, it's hard to believe. I mean, really, it's hard to believe. I felt like we were just doing podcasts about summer planning and a little bit of fall planning. And you know what's crazy about fall? Fall is like you blink your eyes and it's gone. First of all, because you live in the South, and if you know you only get like five minutes of it anyway. Right. But the other part of that is, I mean, we're going to be staring holidays down soon. So it's a great time of the year, but it goes so quickly and uh, it doesn't, it, it takes no prisoners uh, this time of the year. We're kind of in the same boat, just school, work, ministry, grind. And so uh, I praise the Lord for it. And uh, I wish I had a good way to describe it. Like there needs to be an acronym, if you will, to, uh, or a nickname uh, to describe this. I always think of Creed from the office with his acronym and he's like what's the b mean and they're like should we know what the b means and uh so this time of the year it's a fun time but you know we've had a good time the last few weeks uh, yeah talking you know about different things here about strengths and weaknesses and and so we're going to continue that theme today and and maybe throw an acronym in there with it there is an acronym that goes with it it's swat s-w-o-t you know, if you've ever looked at or studied leadership, you've probably heard about SWOT analysis and doing those studies and, and investigations to find those strengths and weaknesses. Well, today we're on the O of the SWOT, and we're going to be talking about opportunities. How do we discover the opportunities that we have for our organization, for our church, or opportunities we have for us personally in ministry, how we can utilize those things, how we can take maybe our strengths and leverage them in these specific opportunities. But there are things we need to be looking out for and how we need to um, just be aware that opportunities are out there, but we're going to have to look for them. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, um, over in the business world, uh, there's a lot of technology um, that your company uses to track and to measure those opportunities, whether that's a potential client, whether that is a potential um, quote for somebody, a potential sale. And so in church life, you know, while there's not always that one-to-one -one exchange and um, in from the business world to the church world, everybody's doing this. Everybody is trying to track what opportunities do we have uh, to do ministry, uh, to do life uh, together as a church family. And so sometimes it's easy. We talked about, you know, with the grind of you know, taking kids to school or, you know, going to work if you're bivocational, if you are, um, you know, just in the rigors of everyday life and ministry, you can forget about those opportunities. Um, but it's not just opportunities uh, in the sense of, 
gaining, let's say, a church member, um, gaining a client. We're, we're talking about opportunities for that. Uh, but Ben, would you say it's also opportunities for taking on ministry? Maybe that uh, maybe not your wheelhouse. Maybe it's opportunities for uh, some type of growth because of a weakness or repackaging a strength. So talk about that opportunity, that O, if you will, in terms of really what we want our hearers to understand. Well, when we look at opportunities in a ministry context, it's not a, like the same as a business context because in, if a business is coming in, a restaurant's trying to come in, and you're on a, a, a street and you're like, hey, I want to put a restaurant here, but already on this block are three hamburger restaurants, that's probably not an opportunity for another hamburger restaurant. It might be an opportunity for a restaurant of a different kind because there's a there's a market gap there because there's already plenty of hamburgers offered on this block, but maybe there's not a taco restaurant here. So there's a there's an opportunity gap there. Well, in ministry, there's a little bit of the same thing as well. While it's not serving hamburgers and tacos, which you know, depending on the week, you might be serving hamburgers and tacos, but it's more of, okay, what are some needs in our community that other churches aren't filling? What are some um, opportunities to minister to a specific group of people? Maybe there's a neighborhood that no other church is really targeting. Uh, it could be something like an after-school program. Maybe families in the community are really needing somewhere for grade school kids to be engaged and connected and to stay after school before parents get home. That could be an opportunity for your church to do ministry. Maybe there is a uh, population of people in the community that no church has reached out to. There's no gospel work among that people group or that area of the town. Those are all opportunities for ministry. And so when we start looking for those type of opportunities, we'll, we'll have to open our eyes and get out of our normal flow and a normal structure because our normal habit is just to go and do what we're used to doing to keep our own patterns to keep our current ministry structure but if we will step back and take a look around our churches there are neighborhoods there are people groups there are ministries that are that are opportunities for us to reach more people for the gospel and so we need to take that opportunity to look for opportunities and and just step back and say, okay, what are some things around us that either no one is doing or that need to be done? Uh, and maybe we as a church could step into those. Yeah, and, and it could even be a situation where a church may have a heart um, or a minister, a chair to leader has a heart for that apartment complex or that area of town, kind of like you're saying, but maybe think resources, maybe they're bivocational and they're thinking, it's not that I don't want to take advantage of the opportunity. I'm trying to figure out how to to do it well. And so that's, again, where the idea of partnership comes into play. Um, go talk to a BN and say, hey, BN, this is what we're trying to, you know, here's where our heart is. Uh, we don't necessarily know how to get started or we, we don't necessarily know uh, which direction to go. So those opportunities sometimes can seem daunting or, or very overwhelming, but that's the power of what the body of Christ at your local church is, but also just – um, that partnership of saying, maybe I can't reach that community alone, that part of the, the neighborhood, maybe uh, for whatever reasons I need help in that. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, these opportunities are there. Um, don't let maybe uh, the bigness of those opportunities stop you um, 
uh, from doing that because it is overwhelming. Any opportunity where you're stretched, where you're having to step out in faith, where your comfort zone is being shaken, uh, it takes prayer. It takes um, courage to step out and do that. And so don't be afraid to ask for help or don't be afraid to say, you know, I've lived in this community my whole life and I never knew that was there. You, you know, the old uh, uh, illustration is you can drive by a house on a street a thousand times and one day you go, hey, there's a house right there. And uh, you just, because of the familiarity and everything that's going with it, you just, you miss it. So yeah, we can miss opportunities because we just don't take time to see, like you said, but sometimes we can miss opportunities because we feel like that's just too big for me to do. Uh, so let's talk maybe just a little bit about that. How do we, how do we develop a strategy once we are confronted with an opportunity once we have at least the seeds of an opportunity forming let's talk about some strategy with that well first you've got to be sure you've got the right thing so you're going to have to be careful on your research just because hey we don't have a men's wild game dinner that we do every night as an outreach well it may be that your community doesn't need that so you need to do some community research uh, if you're Southern Baptist and, and some other denominations, your church organizations, your state conventions will help you can do some of the demographic studies of your area to know, hey, there's a population here. You may think there's an opportunity, but it may not really be there. So you've got to make sure you've got good information first. Um, and just look and say, okay, who are we? What resources do we have? Coming back couple weeks ago we talked about finding our strengths what are those strengths how can we move those where could those be used in these different areas so you've got to make sure you've got accurate information depending on where your church is is going to make a huge difference in this our church is in a more suburban um, probably white-collar community uh, three colleges here in town so we're not going to do a lot of farm based or more rural uh, ministry stuff that you you know rodeo type ministry that's just not who we are as a church I know some churches that are not too far from here but that kind of outreach ministry would go over it would be huge it would reach people there just because of the, the context of where their church is if you're a country church that's you know 50 60 70 miles from the nearest college or university probably building a huge college and young adult ministry is not what you're going to be the most successful at and it may not be the hugest opportunity just because of where you are so you've got to have that good uh, data and make sure you have the right opportunities are there but then once you have identified hey here's some opportunities start just go talk to people you know we have um, around our church they are putting in a huge housing development three or four hundred homes just within a, you know a half a mile of our house of our church well, that's an opportunity for us. Now, most of these houses are, it's a whole development of rent houses. Well, that means it's going to be younger families, probably more, less stable. There's going to be more over turnover in those homes. Um, so we're going to have to be more specific in how we reach out to them and target them and, 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 you know, advertise for last lack of a better term and invite them in and go to them. So we have to understand that. So you need to have the good data ask the right questions, talk to the right people, uh, and then begin to just to start moving into that area. Do something small and say, hey, does this kind of take root? Is this something that we can 
can can do? Does this fit who we are as a church and a ministry? And, you know, if you, you do at an event or you do an outreach to an area and nobody shows up and you have no conversations, maybe we need to come back to the drawing board and say, okay, did we mess up? Is this really a need? Is this really an opportunity for our community? Um, so we need to just kind of have those processes. So as we start beginning to strategize, we start looking for all these opportunities. And once they're there, say, okay, what are some different ways we can reach this group of people, that we can fill this need, that we can make a difference in this area? And just get all kinds of ideas on the table. And then you can start paring down some of those ideas and maybe blending some of those ideas um, get a team from your church together and have them sit around and talk about hey here's ways we could minister to all these different people or here's ideas we have and just start putting them to work and then just start trying some of them and see see what sticks yeah i love that and i, I love the idea of taking these opportunities and breaking them down to different levels as well <laughs> like you said so once you've identified and it could be it could be one you might be in a situation where you you come up with one opportunity it could be a situation where you have multiple opportunities and i think there's that level um, where you can look at your sunday school class or your small group all the way up to the corporate gathering as a whole and say there's opportunities for us as a whole there's opportunity for us on smaller levels your local uh backyard after school outreach thing may only need five people um the housing development that's going in that does a, a big you know, fall festival might need 50 people. So yeah, looking at those opportunities going, okay, what's good for our ministry as a whole? What's good for those smaller units within our church to get them serving? Because then these opportunities are not just good areas of growth for your church as a whole. It can be great areas of growth for your Sunday school classes, your small groups to get plugged in, to serve together outside of their 9.30 a.m. or 10 o'clock a.m. or you know, middle of the week, whatever they do, uh, gathering. And so, yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. Um, let's talk opportunity uh, in terms also just for you as the chair to leader to grow, um, you know, uh, maybe specifically something along the lines of you recognize an opportunity in your community for counseling. You realize Hey, there's not really a, a place. Um, you know, I, I know where you're at, Ben. Um, there, uh, uh, there's a first of all, there's there's churches like you around that have good counseling ministries. But maybe somebody's in a situation, and there's just really not. There's really not a place for somebody to go to get good counseling. So let's talk about maybe an opportunity um, where you recognize, hey, I'm going to have to learn a new skill, or I'm going to have to you know, take some steps to get better because here's an opportunity. I'm just not equipped to do that opportunity. Let's talk about that equipping for just a few minutes uh, in that uh, regard. How, what are those steps? What is that strategy? Just a simple ideas about that. I think you kind of take the same approach where you come and look and say, okay, what is not being done? What is, what is needing someone to kind of really focus on this area? Counseling is one specifically I think about because most of us in the seminary, we probably had, a, unless we focused on that or that was our major area of emphasis, we probably had a class or two in undergrad or grad school on counseling. And a lot of counseling, especially pastoral counseling, we just learned it in the trenches. But maybe there's a real need in your church. Well, it could be that you decide, you know, here's an opportunity, so I'm going to train myself and, and get make sure I get trained in this area 
and I'm going to go go to school. I'm going to get some go attend workshops to improve here so that I am more prepared. That becomes an opportunity personally uh, to move into something. Uh, I've seen it also people who maybe are gifted in administration. Hey, here's an opportunity for me to to use what I'm gifted in to help the church because maybe there's an there's a hole here. So I need to you know, maybe add some training, add some experience, volunteer for some things to move into those opportunities when they um, present themselves. So uh, I think we have all of those. And I think we do that through reading, through training, through conferences, through formal education, and just through doing it. You know, if there's an opportunity that maybe we need the more counseling, step up and say, hey, I'll help shoulder this load of counseling. I'd like to get some more experience doing that. Uh, maybe it's in preaching. It's like, you know, there's an opportunity. I need to improve my skills so that there's, I know there's going to be times when I'm going to preach. So I need to be working before I get there in preparation of readiness. So when that opportunity arises, I'm ready for it. And those opportunities kind of, you know, they will come up. And the thing is, once you prepare for those things, it's amazing how much quicker those opportunities do come up. Yeah, it definitely trains the senses to be a little more aware of those opportunities kind of like when you are looking at a specific car to buy and you start seeing that car everywhere you just that hyphen uh, uh heightened sense of uh, awareness is is taking place around you you know opportunities um every church wants them um every ministry wants them every leader wants to have opportunities because at the end of the day well, this is not just about numbers it's not just about you know, bodies and budgets and buildings, you know, the three B's, it, it's about kingdom work and finding ways to help more people know Christ and to make him known. And every um, opportunity is, is a way to see God at work that, um, again, it's just easy to get into a routine. It's easy to just get into this, to this nine to five mindset Um and we miss out on opportunities. We did an event at the little church that I was pastoring in Arkansas before we moved back out to Wyoming. And, um, you know, kind of opposite uh, of where you're at, Ben, we've talked about that uh, before, you know, um, it was it was a rural church. It was a, a farming community. And, um, you know, it was amazing. We learned within about a half a mile of our church were several single parent families, mostly single mothers. And I'm telling you, when we got that data, when we got that information, uh, the wheels began to turn. And now all of a sudden, it was an opportunity just for me as a pastor, um, for our youth minister as a chair to leader. It was an opportunity for the church. And so it went from that. We kind of knew that was out there uh, to our church. And all of a sudden, that's where the collective uh, body of the church comes into play, because all of a sudden we had people going, well, you know, here's what I have access to here's what I have access to. And God began to use that. And so until people know of those needs and until people understand that here's an underserved area, or when people go, let's do this ministry, and you realize every church in your community is doing that ministry, and there's an opportunity to do something else. Until people see it and, and know it is hard to plan and pray uh, maybe I should get those. It's hard to pray and plan. Um, I need to be more spiritual there. Uh, pray and plan about what to do in those situations. And so opportunities sometimes can be right there the whole time. But until you step out and do anything, 
Um, you just won't know it. I mean, I, the list goes on of churches that are ineffective. Many are, you know, just a, a couple of funerals away from shutting down. All the while, there's ministry needs right outside their church property within just a, a half a mile within a stone's throw. Sometimes it's just not what we want to do. And that's probably uh, something that uh, we need to address is that sometimes opportunities rise up and we go, oof, I don't want that opportunity. I, I, want, I want the other opportunity. I don't want that one. Uh, and so that's something we need to be aware of and, and, and really deal with and address in our hearts. Yeah, we we did something like that. And I think some of these opportunities, an easy way to look at it is, is some of the seasonal type events. Because um, sometimes we think, well, everybody's doing a Halloween fall festival, trunk or treat, whatever you want to call it, event. Well, then we need to do one of those. Well, just because everybody's doing one doesn't mean you need to. For years, we didn't do one. We kind of did a small in-house thing. But then another church of town was doing one. They stopped it. They were on the other side of town. We thought, you know, we're on the opposite side of town. Even if they keep doing it, we might could do it because there's we're a big enough town for two of these events and there's nobody doing it here. So that's one reason. Maybe there's no one's doing that thing where you are. And it may be that just because, you know, everybody's doing a Christmas something that you need think we need to do that. That's not the truth. Um, you need to look and see what are the needs. I mean, those seasonal opportunities, especially with holidays, Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, fall time, summer events. What are some things that aren't being done or have stopped being done but were successful, but maybe other churches stopped them for different reasons, maybe leadership change or ministry focus change, but there's still an opportunity to reach some people in those. So those are some dynamics you can use to, to find those opportunities in your community. Um, and I think the seasonal ones are big ones. I think people opportunities are big ones. What are the people groups who are under ministered to, unreached in your community? There are some. But the problem is, in all these things, the reason no one is doing the ministry in these opportunities a lot of times is because it's difficult. It's either a hard ministry to fund or sustain or staff or they're difficult people to reach, either linguistically, culturally, or just a history in that community for that area of town. So the reason those opportunities are there may be because it's a difficult task. But just because it's difficult doesn't mean we don't need to do it. But so Because like you said, it's about reaching the people and it's making a difference in those people's lives for the sake of the gospel and for the kingdom. So those difficult tasks are worth doing. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we had uh, some folks that stepped up and started doing a special needs ministry in our church. And my goodness, it was just a floodgates just because of uh, that unreached people group. And it was tough. It was tough. It was tough to find the right people. Um, it, it was by no means a polished uh, ministry, but you know, we effectively reached um, some families for that. So yeah, at the end of the day, uh, yes, there are seasonal things we can do, but man, people and introducing people to Jesus and his kingdom is the best thing. You know, being uh, opportunities are there around us. We just got to have our eyes open. And so maybe you'll listen to this podcast and, and be like us. You know, I, I usually, after we record for the next, uh, uh, well, really 
after I, I, I talk about it, it becomes part of the toolbox where I'm like, I do need to be looking for opportunities. So take our own advice on this particular, uh, uh, you know, subject that we're talking about. And, you know, one of the great things for us was being able to get some opportunities uh, to uh, learn and to grow. And, uh, you know, Central Baptist College, they know that you cannot uh, quit your full-time job. CBC uh, has developed a Pace College degree program for over 20 years. They've been helping so many students and so many people um, get their degree without having to leave their job. And they know that they can help you out. And Ben, I'm sorry, <laughs> you're, you're going to have to do it. I can't get my ad to pop up. I thought it would pop up. <laughs> so <laughs> just sorry, you may have to uh, edit that. <laughs> we'll just go with wing it. it. But yeah, we are thankful for our sponsor, CBC. I mean, it is. That's an opportunity. You're talking about education and, you know, if we're bettering ourselves, it's CBC could be part of your answer because they know um, that you need a college degree possibly to finish and to better yourself. And so they've got this program, the Pace Degree Completion Program. So visit them at cbc.edu slash online. You can apply for admission, request a meeting. You can talk to a counselor who will get you enrolled for classes. Um, so they've got this flexible format that you can use to discover your opportunities, to better yourself for future opportunities. So take this opportunity to call CBC, check them out and become a student at CBC today and they'll take care of you there. So, you know, yeah, they sure will. They sure will. Recording, there's all kinds of problems that come into this. So, you know, we're human, but that's right. That's we're, right. We're, we are <laughs> thankful for our sponsors. CBC is a great, great place. Well, Danny, it's been good talking to you today and talking about opportunities. So, of our listeners, thanks for joining in and go look for those opportunities in your life where you can minister or where you can improve yourself in order to be a better servant in the kingdom of God. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.